Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and I hope you are having a spectacular day. I actually have kind of something specific to talk on today. Have you ever heard the expression, not your monkey, not your circus? Well, that is life, and it's something that I want to talk about for a few minutes, give you a couple of examples, and send you off with, what's the word I'm looking for? Some inspiration, I guess, would be the best terminology to look at your own life and find out if you are, you keep trying to catch the monkey in someone else's circus, because it will drive you crazy. And it, it does drive you crazy. It drives everyone crazy. And it's, it becomes a habit. It becomes almost a lifestyle. We do it knee-jerking. We don't even realize we're doing it. But there are things in life that you cannot change. In fact, I heard a quote the other day. And I said something about sometimes you have to let people go not because you don't care, but because they don't. I find that saying very true. There's only so much you can do. Other people have got to find their own journey, just like you have found yours. So here's a couple of examples that I can share with you. I have to be really careful because I run a business and deal with people's finances. And when you deal with someone's finances, you're basically their bartender, that you know everything about them. And there's a huge confidentiality there. As well, I have a lot of friends and family. I have you know, a very large circle of friends. And examples of the things that are going on in their life, sometimes that's private. But sometimes there's just things, I, like I say, I have to be careful, but there's some great stories in today's lesson on where you're chasing someone else's monkey. So one of my closest friends is having some family issues right now. And I know she doesn't mind me talking about her on her my podcast so because I've asked her. <laughs> and it was really hard. I came back from vacation. She actually is my cleaning lady as well. And so we visit while she's doing my house and, and such. And we catch up usually on the drive to and there because I pick her up. She doesn't drive. And... It's always, you know, it's just great catch up. And she's filling me in on what's going on with her circus and her family. And it's a gong show most of the time, just like mine mine used to be. That's not the case with my family so much anymore, but it still very much is for hers. And without getting into specifics, her her nephew just needs some financial help. And everyone's just being a little... Well, I've got to say from my heart, I just saw a lot of people behaving poorly. <laughs> That's all I really can say about it. He wasn't asked. He was asking. He's looking for a loan. He went out and got himself a grant. He wants to move on with his life. And there are just a few people in the family that are basically standing right in his way and, and giving no support. And I'm, I'm not an advocate of that, by the way. So people don't always agree with me, but I am a big advocate that you look after your own. Okay. And if you have the means to whom much is given, much is expected. So I know there's a lot of people out there that have attitudes that, you know, inheritance and family help and money, lots of people make it on completely on their own. I'm a big one about that's great. And it's not that I disagree with that, but when opportunities present themselves, you better be holding a bucket. Okay. As Warren Buffett says, if gold is falling, throw away the thimble and get out the bucket. I believe in gratitude, responsibility, and education. I come from a family 
that there is, you know, we're not wealthy people, but we are certainly upper middle class. There are estates to be managed. We make sure our wills are updated, that our children are in the loop. My son is educated on how to handle money. I believe these things are very, very important. And I have other friends that have never been given a dime um, and don't believe children should get a dime. And I'm just not that, I'm just not that person. My family has helped me greatly in my life. But there's huge gratitude for that. And everything they've given me, I made sure I expanded on it so there's the attitude of you know people that win the lottery the statistic is 80 percent of people lose it all and within the first five years or a huge inheritance when they didn't come from money that's because they weren't taught they do not understand so just to kind of make my point clear there i am a believer in learning to manage having gratitude taking opportunities and building from those so you know for instance when my dad bought me a car for grad i realized that was kind of a big deal and it was it absolutely it was a huge deal. Are you kidding me? You know, however many years ago that was. <clears throat> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> um, I didn't look at my life and say, great, I don't have to save for a car. I just put that effort into something else. Same thing when they helped me buy my first home when I was a single mom. It was just a little townhouse, but they helped. And I made sure that I did other investments. And eventually when I married my husband, we went off and built a beautiful built, custom-built home. So for every little hand up, there was, we took that leg up and we ran, I ran with it my entire life. So it's not a matter of, you know, someone giving you a hundred dollars and you putting it into a hole and, and it never, and never doing anything with it. You haven't honored the person that has helped you and you haven't, you know, honored yourself with, with the gift. Anyways, I got off on a tangent on that one, didn't I? Not your monkey, not your circus. <laughs> so this family's going through some of this and, and I have a bit of a trouble with that, but I've, it's not my monkey, not my circus. I need to keep my mouth shut, but I'm watching my girlfriend who is very much like me, except worse, actually. She's a fixer. Now I'm a fixer as well. I don't like relationships being ugly. I don't like, um, non-communication. I don't like there being, uh, the word I'm looking for is why I'm, I've just, just lost me. I don't like, you know, uncomfortableness. I, I, I like to fix things. If I can help, I want to help end of story gift of service probably plays a big part of that but it's just sort of how I'm wired but you can't fix everything for everyone and the funny part is this girlfriend is one of my dearest friends that helps me she is like my counselor yet she never follows her own advice (laughs) and you know what there's another little point don't discount people that give you great advice if you're looking if you're going to sit in their life in judgment nobody's perfect but the universe may have something to tell you or someone may have a gift in a certain area and you think in other areas of their life they're a disaster. So you ignore the pearls? Well, that's just ignorance. Don't. Don't do that. Seriously, I, I, I need you to step back from that and try and change your mind about it and say, that's a great piece of advice. That person may have the most screwed up life you've ever seen, but all of a sudden out of nowhere, they come and give you a piece of advice or just say, you know, I just felt inclined to tell you this. I don't even know why. You may have a team member and she was that he or she is the only one listening who needed to come and give you that message in this in this physical realm. So try not to get too judgy about where your where your inspiration comes from. Just be grateful that sometimes it's there. So it makes me laugh. She doesn't follow her own advice half the time and she's so desperately wanting to fix this and she economically cannot help. There's no way she's um, my girlfriend has a serious head injury and uh, has only just started her her cleaning business and is getting her life back again. Like with my fibro, we are people that solve the problem. We make sure we do everything we can to move forward, find out the latest in in medical, in alternative, in health and nutrition, to keep ourselves highest functioning as possible. And she is definitely one of those people. 
but the bottom line is she is permanently disabled with a head injury that will never she will never work full time and never never be out in that realm of her life again it's permanent damage unfortunately and is she lying on a couch no she freaking isn't she is the most giving and uh, generous person you've ever known and when she was able to she started her business and said okay let's let's get doing something because something is better than nothing people okay something is always better than nothing one baby step forward is better than standing still even if you feel you're not getting to where you want to be so she can't fix this I have a client that is an executor of an estate in her family family just all needs a freaking emotional enema as far as I'm concerned but she too is forgetting her legal business role in that situation and wanting to fix everything because she is I seem to attract a lot of fixers in my life because it's funny when you kind of are that person you attract it so I attract these caring fixing people but it's making her crazy and it's affecting her life now it's unfortunate that the people that she is so desperately trying to help are just being horrendous but you have to step back sometimes and say what is my role here now in the in the case of being an executor of a will I don't really wish that on on anybody but if you're even going through this right now you have a role to play and the emotions have got to be set aside you can definitely bring yourself who you are as a person into the mix because you you know you want to be the best you can be in that situation but the bottom line is you have a legal responsibility and it has to be upheld sometimes that is going to make other people very upset and they're not going to understand because people when they're hurting or there's been a death they're in an emotional state and that's they're thinking emotionally and you can't be so in that situation there are legal things that need to be done you need to fulfill that role because in the long term when those people are through their emotional mess and grieving they need to be able to look back and look at you and say with complete integrity you handled the situation same thing with my girlfriend she can't fix that problem it's not in her financial ability to fix the problem it's not her child there are people that can help that situation but if you let yourself get all worked up about it emotionally you're the one not sleeping at night so you've given these people power over you you're chasing their monkey again I know it sounds all kind of funny and cute when I say it and it all sounds easy I know it's not but you have to make the effort to always in every day of your life to stand back and saying is this about me or not about me this can be at work and work is a great example because man I have worked in some clients and had some jobs in my life where talk about a circus is going on and again being a fixer and wanting to keep everybody happy you know I have put myself in some bad situations where I have actually physically done damage to my body through stress and, and lack of sleep I have hurt there's relationships that have ended and in some cases better than that they did but you always need to be step, stepping back and questioning is this sort of my responsibility am I responsible for this in your case of work am I being paid for this now don't get me wrong I have little patience with those people that run around with that union mentality of not my job I just I believe in inclusiveness I believe in being above and beyond what you can be in the world and giving more than perhaps you were hired to do I just I just believe in that I just believe in excelling um, but at the same token you can excel without taking on everyone else's baggage and garbage for years now let's just talk about my family my mom my mom has some serious issues coming from her family 
And I took those issues on for forever. I kept wanting to make her happy. I kept wanting to fix things. It didn't matter what I did, what money I spent, what time I spent. It didn't matter what I did. A week later, there'd be some comment about how it wasn't enough or I didn't, she didn't really, she didn't need to do that. And she didn't, it was just discounted all the time. I've spent my life that, that way with my family because it's their issues. When they have, there's two things my family feel about me very, very much. And I'm not going to mention them. They have two character traits that they have accused me of my entire life. And it took outsiders in my life to finally say, that's not you, that's them. And then I had to stand back and watch them and go, oh my God, it is them. But because they were deflecting, I, I, I was always questioning myself and I, and, and, having str- and I struggled in my family. And I've got to say, I didn't question myself as much as some people might because I'm an incredibly confident person. I do understand that about myself. And I, but I do know what it's like to be insecure about other things because there's a lot in my life that, that I had a lot of insecurity when I was younger. Don't let your insecurities and someone else's deflection start to affect you. Because don't take on their baggage. My mom kind of has a hoarding mentality. Um, and that sort of, sort of in my world kind of attaches itself to almost kind of like greed. And yet that was what was deflected at me, one of the things. And it's like, and I'm just really not that way. I am all about doing great, being better, but I am very generous. My husband and I both are to a fault. And we encourage others to succeed. My mom has some issues from her childhood and her, her you know, sort of genetic line that she has never faced and accepted, so she deflected it. You know what? I can't throw that in her face every day, and I don't. But what I did do is I detached myself from it. I cut the umbilical cord. Those are her issues, and she's got to live in that stew pot by herself. She has made it very clear in 40 years that she nothing I give her or do for her is enough. So I don't. I simply just don't. I let my sister look after that. They're the ones that, you know, they're ick and bick and I just leave that to her. And Angela has the financial benefits that go along with that caretaking. Um, Because you've got to make choices in your life about what you can and can't take on and what truly is your responsibility and what it's not. Now, when the time comes and my father or mother are in a home, I will be the first one, just like with my grandmother, I will go visit and I will do what I can. But there are times in life that you literally, when someone else doesn't care, doesn't appreciate and won't recognize their own behavior, you're the one that has to step back. Love them, love them, but you can't be throwing it in their face and you can't fix it for them. So that's really all I have to say today. I I know I kind of jumped around a little bit there, but not your monkey, not your circus. That's the saying. And it's, you know, it's not your baggage. Quit picking it up because we do it and we do it and we do it. And then we start getting a martyr complex. Then we start letting our health go if it gets bad enough. And then we start sliding into depression. All because of someone else's mess. (laughs) Just let it go. You don't need to be liked by everybody that much. That's an insecurity maybe on your part. part. If you think about, if you're going to think about, you know, what I've spoken about today on this podcast over the next day or two. Think about this. What in your personality were you feeding when you kept fixing everyone else's problems? Now, it's great that you might have that gift, and when used positively, it can be a great force of, of good. But when someone else is abusing it, not recognizing it, or you're sticking your nose in where it doesn't belong and picking up someone else's baggage when you haven't dealt with your own, let it go. You really do just need to let it go. You guys all have a fantastic day, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today, and if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. 
remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.